0: What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros Exclusive. Age to the Geek, baby. We run the world.
1: I see you shiver with anticipation.
0: Man, what's gotten into you?
1: smoothly
0: and you I'm doing great I hope you guys are too it is another episode of Days Nerd Compendium the first one for March 1st and as I promised last week this week is a nude nerd compendium book club not nude, new nerd compendium book club and I had the honor of sitting down with John Patrick Guapo of you and talking Hounded by Kevin Hearn but you know what I think we need to play that little jingle that John wrote for us.
1: Nerd Compendium
0: Book Club! (laughs) Nerd Compendium Book Club! Hey, we're gonna talk about books. Hey, most of them not on topic. All right, everybody, we are back again with John Patrick, this time talking about Hounded by Kevin Hearn, the first book of the Iron Druid Chronicles. How are you doing, John?
1: I'm doing all right, sir. How are you?
0: Um... Doing good for what it's worth. <laughs> so what were your thoughts huh. on Hounded? So,
1: honestly, I don't know if it's just because I've read Dresden Files and it's kind of set the bar so high. Didn't really get into it. I mean, there were parts of it I liked. Like, the some of the dialogue's fun and some of the characters are fun, but like... Overall, it it's it goes back to the argument I made about uh Dr- Dresden Files like where Harry Dresden is the is the Bruce Willis action hero. He gets beat he's immortal. He gets beat up, he gets hurt. Um Atticus is the like 1970s Conan action hero, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's invincible. He starts the book almost unable to be hurt. And he gets hit with a sword, steps on the grass, draws his powers, he's fine. He he has gods who want to learn powers from him. And it just it just didn't hit me the same way Dresden Files did. It did I didn't relate to it the same way.
0: See, with me when I first read it, the first time I made my way through it, it was an interesting read. The second time I went through it, it got a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And as you get through the series, and like we always do, we're going here, there, and everywhere. Right. The first six books of the series is solid. Yeah. The seventh and that book is say... starts to get iffy. The because they start doing a triple split narrative. Okay. And the seventh and eighth book, you have Atticus talking. You have uh, Granuel, who's his apprentice, who you roughly meet in book one, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, you just barely, you just kind of meet her.
0: And you get to meet the arch druid who trained Atticus. And those are the three people who are your narratives in mm. book seven and eight. The split narratives make it a little bit hard to follow, but all in all, yeah, up there, six there, is good. There
1: really aren't. I, I The one thing I will say about Game of Thrones is George R.R. R. Martin is kind of the master of the split narrative. He really has... Nail- figured out how to nail the pacing so that the story switches between the different point of views and it never feels like it drags or at least I've only read the first book but I mean I never had a problem following the story with that
0: but I know you like uh, Irish Wolfhound so what did you think of Oberon in the book oh
1: god he's like my favorite part of it especially his preoccupation with French poodles and Genghis Khan.
0: Uh, and also food in general. Well,
1: yeah, food.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, did you give me a poodle?
1: <laughs> but, um, and I mean, even in like the the preview chapter they give of the second book, and he, the heroic he, deed he does in the first book is apparently so heroic that Everybody wants him to go kill Thor.
0: Yes, which is like, he doesn't actually kill Thor until the third book. Really? Yeah. Really.
1: So yeah, that kind of that kind of puts me off. That it's like this mortal character, this this main character, is apparently so powerful that he can go around whacking gods. But so either that means that he is like. Level nine thousand on the badass meter or their
0: gods really suck. Well the thing is uh when it comes to him fighting uh Thor, it's not just him. Leif Helgerson is there. Mm-hmm. Gunner, who is uh a the, tool another werewolf, uh Perun, the Slavic god of thunder, or Russian god of thunder, plus uh, two other people are there. And it's actually Leif Helgerson who kills Thor.
1: If we've learned anything, it's that in almost, in most media, Thor tends to be kind of a dick.
0: And proof in this instance, but uh, in the later books, you also get to deal with Loki. Mm. And Hell. Loki's child. Yeah. But, as you continue on, you get to find out more and more about him, and Atticus does turn out to be more and more uh, Bruce Willis-esque, if you will, because Mm. I want to say in the fifth or sixth book, he gets his throat ripped out and it is trying to run away from uh, skinwalkers. Not like Dresdenfell skinwalkers. These are actually uh, people who have to wrap themselves in animal pelts to take on their powers. Mm -hmm. And he gets his throat ripped out His arm's broken, or an arm broken, ribs cracked, and all, and he's pretty much hiding out until he can heal up enough to at least move, but he can barely talk because his throat's ripped out.
1: Yeah. Well, well, normally, that's not a wound you come back
0: from. True, but...
1: Um, I mean, unless you're the Kurgan.
0: (laughs) Everybody has a Chainsy Brown in them at one time or another.
1: Oh, my God. Completely off subject, but nothing gives me more joy in life than knowing the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob SquarePants is the Kurgan.
0: Or like Luther from pretty much almost every animated. No, 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 uh, no, no. no. Just, just, Mr. Krabs. Just, just so when he's like, "Oh, hey there, SpongeBob." Uh,
1: today is be- uh, what is it? Uh, it's like I have something to say. It's better
0: to burn out than to fade away. There can be only one. <laughs> very true. Very true. So. Is there anything other than Atticus being so powerful that you would change about the series that you thought could be changed or that you think should be changed?
1: I mean, it's not really... I'm not one of those people who uh, who would say that anything really needs to be changed. It's just my opinion was that I didn't really care for it. I mean, it's a good story. It was fun read. I love the little old lady sits around and drinks Jameson with, um, it's got good points to it. It's just, I, 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 I like the story. I'm used to the old stories where it's, The mortals are playthings of the gods. And this guy's like, I mean, he kills two essentially of the the Gaelic gods in the first book. One of them in a confrontation that lasts all of about 10 seconds. And yeah, I mean, it's... I I don't know. I I wouldn't change anything about it because it's not my story to change.
0: Is it a story that you might pick up the rest of the series just to see how it continues on? Or or is it pretty much the wheel of time scenario where do you really want to torture yourself?
1: No, no, I don't think it's that. I, I... given an infinite amount of free time, I probably would. But the fact that my two read pile is something, uh, the stuff of legends, of uh, slotting in book two. Um, I I would definitely read it cause I'm a sucker for series. Uh, it's just when it's going to find its way back into the rotation.
0: Yeah. I hear you there. So like we normally do on a scale of one to 10, where would you put this?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go a hard six on this one. Um, it's good. It's a pleasurable read, but it fa- it falls into some of the uh, the tropes where it definitely doesn't feel as a standalone story. You read it, and it's definitely it is heavy handedly setting up the series. Whereas it doesn't just work as a standalone, and that's not a bad thing that's just when you look at one book, if you're just if you're just judging that book, it doesn't really make a lot of sense if it's like, oh yeah, but all this stuff's gonna pay off in the next couple of books yeah other than that, it was an enjoyable read. it was a quick read i think it I think I only it only took me about three or four days to read it,
0: so yeah, that is one thing I will say about it. It's not really standalone esque like Dresden is. Mm-hmm. These are pretty much sagas in and of themselves. But like your one line that um, talks with when says in uh, Dresden file that you like so much in I want to say it's book four or five. Uh, Wynn- which one? Oh God, I'm done. Well he's talking about the Skinwalker um I'm forgetting oh, I'm forgetting the Nagloshi, the line.
1: Yeah the Negloshi. when when the uh, that's not till nine uh skin game or no that's not skin games that's uh Oh it's not White Knight No it is White Knight. Yeah. So yeah, book nine.
0: Yeah. Well um there's another Kind of like Injun Joe or Talks of the Wind in the Iron Druid Chronicles, and uh, they make cult trips that have nightshade poisoning on them. Ooh. That has homemade nightshade poisoning. <laughs> and uh, Atticus and this older Indian fella is like standing surrounded by these call trips, waiting for the Skinwalkers to come after them. And Atticus hands him a syringe and needle, and guy puts it in his front pocket. Takes his hand out. He's like, "Wait a minute!" Reaches in, grabs it, sticks it in his back pocket. He's like, "You don't want a needle near your Johnson." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, like I said, uh, it the dialogue's great. It's it was. I put it. I would put it in like uh, the same category. I put like popcorn movies, um, movies that aren't tour de forces aren't the epics but you know if they're on you're gonna sit down and watch them and you're gonna be entertained yes and that's what this was i sat down i read it i was entertained it it didn't grab me in the the like the way that some other series have where i was like a coke fiend and i had to have the next
0: book well i will say that i've made it through the entire series, save the last, well, save book eight. Mm -hmm. And I made it, like, maybe six or seven chapters into book eight, and I'm like, okay, I need a break from this. I've been burning through these too quick. Yeah. Because they are real quick reads or listens if you do the audiobooks. But the whole split narrative is what has turned me away
1: yeah and that was that was another thing i noticed where um all three books so far that we've gone through for the the nerd or the uh the nerd compendium book club have all been first person narratives and so it's it's all just the main character relating the story you're only getting the main character's point of view Um, That was Ready Player One. That was Dresden Files is all first-person narrative. And so was this one. Um, I I see that trend kind of happening a lot in the shift of fiction is going a lot more towards first-person narrative, whereas 10 years ago, it was all third-person. You got every side of the story together you got the heroes or the, what is it? Uh, uh, God, um, no, 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 no. I'm trying to go back to, uh, high school lit English class where it's, uh, omnipotent third person narrator where the book, yeah, (laughs) big words. Um,
0: Mick would be proud of you. I
1: was just about to say, thank you. Alan McMillan. Um, (laughs) But where the story is told from every point of view, you're getting the – what the, the main characters are thinking and what they're saying, but you're also getting description of the world by this omnipotent narrator who knows everything that's going on. Um, and as – when you have writing like that, the – it's a little easier to shift between the narratives. But when you go to a first-person narrative, it's you're in the head of the main character, and you're only in the head of the main character. The main character, unless he's psychic, doesn't know what all the people he are talk- he's talking to are thinking. So you're in the headspace of that character. And then when the narrative shifts to another character, you've got to change gears as the reader to identify with this whole new character of a narrative. And if you pass that around too fast, um, it's a little disconcerting. Yeah. So, but this is your book, so why don't this time you do the summary of what it is? Because we've we've talked a lot about the book, but we haven't really said what happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is I did talk about this a few weeks ago when I did the um, episode talking about the iron druid chronicles, but let me pull up my notes from there. Oh, Uh, wow.
1: You have notes. You're way more prepared than I am. I just kind of go off, uh, half cocked.
0: Well, as I said, I did this as a episode of talking about it. Um, a little, couple weeks ago when I was actually talking about this series and the, um, uh, Rivers of London series, there we go. hmm So the in-
1: Are you sure are you sure it's not Werewolves of London?
0: <laughs> Positive. Um pretty much the premise of Hounded is Atkiss O'Sullivan uh is the main character and he's a druid. Matter of fact druid uh like twenty or 2,000 years old?
1: A little older than that, because he, he mentions that he predates Christianity.
0: Yeah, so you're probably looking twenty one, twenty two hundred 2,200 years old. I want to say he gives the exact year in book 5 or 6 for how old he is. But uh, his world, an alternative history where magic, vampires, werewolves, god, and other super Natural elements exist, albeit in hiding. O'Sullivan, the last druid, a proprietor of Third Eye Books and Herbs, a cult shop, comes into contact with many supernatural characters in his hometown of Tempe, Arizona. He draws his power from the earth, possesses a sharp wit, and wields an even sharper magic sword known as Fragora. The Answer. That's pretty much the gist of book 1 he gets uh told to take out one of the Danon, which are the celtic gods and it it's the same god that's been hunting him for uh 19,000 years i think or 1900 years
1: yeah the uh angus angus I og forget. yeah angus og um who is after said uh, uh, fabled sword yeah fragora yeah um it's actually one thing i was a little sad that I didn't touch on was um one of the one of his friends who is a lawyer is a werewolf and in the uh in in mythology where where uh, like ly- lycanthropy originates from irish folklore Um, specifically Irish Christianity folklore, I believe, uh, it was a curse handed down on the, or passed down on the Druids by St. Patrick, or attributed to, um, I got a really neat book of Irish folklore, and one of the tales in there is basically the tale of the first werewolf, the Loop Guru. Wasn't
0: that, uh, entity in the Dresden Files? Well, they
1: they talk about it in the Dresden Files. So they they talk about the different forms of werewolves um, in the second book, Full Moon, and they they kind of hint at it, or they they mention it a little bit. But yeah, the the, the origin of the werewolf myth comes from Irish folklore. Nice,
0: something I, I didn't
1: be- know. Or or so the book I read says. The internet may prove me wrong.
0: <laughs> well. I have uh, done the drawing and found out what the next book is in the Nerd Compendium Book Club. And it's one that I'm pretty sure John has already read at least once.
1: Well, I I usually only read books once, so yeah, go ahead. Unless it's Neuromancer, in which case, many,
0: many times. (laughs) Nope. This book is written by R.A. Salvatore. You want to take a guess?
1: Um, you actually may be wrong, because uh, unless it's one of the Star Wars books, um, I never really read a lot of R. A. Salvatore. So, but I'm assuming you're going to lean towards it's one of the Dritz books.
0: It is book one, Homeland. Yeah. No, no. Honestly,
1: I was never. I never did a lot of hard fantasy reading. I mean, I read. I read Tolkien because you know with, we have to read Tolkien. Um, I tried to read the Sword of Shannara series by, Terry um, Brooks. Terry Brooks. Didn't really get into that. I read, you know, I can honestly say it was probably Wheel of Time that just killed fantasy for me. I, I didn't read a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons books. Uh, I think the only ones I read was, uh, Elminster, Making of a Mage. Um, I always skewed more to sci-fi. All right. Um, so so but other than that, what what are you reading right now? What's on your your read list?
0: Uh I actually finished book one of the Overworld series by John Corwin. Mm-hmm. I am about half to two thirds of the way through with book two. Mm-hmm. An amazing series. Oh, okay. Absolutely amazing. I think I hinted about it. Last time?
1: You did mention it. You did mention the Overworld series.
0: Yes. Uh, kids, half human, half incubus. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend is a damn fair, half human, half vampire, Templar.
1: Okay, that's kind of interesting. It, it is.
0: It is very interesting. And it just gets crazy. Um. Other than that, I, I started but didn't finish Uh, Two for the Dough by Janet Ivanovich because it was just a random book I picked up.
1: Uh, <laughs> Janet Ivanovich, I've heard that name.
0: She does, like, crime drama and mystery.
1: That's probably why I've heard of it, because my mother devours those, like, crime drama murder mystery cozy mystery books like most people go through tissue paper
0: yes so does my mother so (laughs) Uh,
1: like when she purges books um it's you we have the big old like 35 gallon totes that go (laughs) to the library full of books
0: well next time you purge books let me know, and I'll bring my mother over there. She can go through the books, and they can be like, "I've read that. I haven't read that. I've read that. I've read that. I've read that."
1: Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. Well, I won't embarrass my mom on this one, but I just, uh, I just finished reading *The uh, Master of Mankind*, which is one of the books of the Warhammer 40k Horus Hearsay series. Um, I haven't read all the books in that series because that series is massive. Uh, there's 30 books of it uh, that follow this the seminal piece of history of the Warhammer universe. Um, but this one was kind of unique because it, it talks about the the God Emperor of Mankind. So I, I it's the first one I picked up in a while, and I read that. Um, I've got right now. I'm in the middle of reading a uh, a book about the drinking history of the United States, and it starts with. The Pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock because they ran out of beer and they can't make it to Virginia.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't have the book in my hand. Otherwise, I'd tell you the title and the author. But
0: wasn't when, it when, the book that you were looking at when I ran into you at Barnes Noble?
1: Yeah, it might have been. It probably is because I got it at Barnes and Noble. So I think it's called "The Drinking History of America." Um. So it's very interesting. I I don't read a lot of historical or like nonfiction, um, only really when I'm interested about a a topic. And the history of drinking is – for some reason, I'm fascinated with it. In fact, I just read uh, an article in National Geographic, and it's talking about how these new archaeological finds are coming that, are, that show um, fermentation of alcohol thousands of years earlier than we ever thought uh, humans were doing it. And it's completely changing what they think of why early civilizations drank. Hmm. Yeah, gripping stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm not much for... uh nonfiction unless it's like a biography on somebody i'm interested in
1: i uh, i am a sucker for local history a lot of, like i have a couple of great books on the history of detroit and even Wyandotte through the prohibition era um and world war 2 i'm a total nut for world war 2 um if anyone listening to this podcast has not read Citizen Soldiers by Stephen Ambrose you need to stop whatever you are reading and read that book because it is amazing it's the story of the American invasion of Europe starts at D-Day plus one and goes to uh, V-Day but it's told from uh, stories collected of soldiers so this is soldiers on both sides of the war telling their experiences of it and you, you got to remember that a lot of these guys are like 18 19 years old this is their first experience with war and they're just being shoved out of basic training to the front line so it it, it i've never been more proud and just cried like a baby reading a book than i did reading that book
0: hmm yeah Probably not going to read it because I'm not a fan of hit <laughs> I'm not really a fan of war books.
1: Well, th- this isn't the this isn't the story of the war. It's the story of the soldiers.
0: Because I got burned out when I had to read War and Peace.
1: Okay, this is not War and Peace. <laughs> no, this is not this is not War and Peace. I mean, it's there. There's a story in there of a, a U.S. soldier who happened to be fluent or happened to speak fluent German so they're advancing as later in the war they're inside Germany and they're they're just spending the night his regiment spending the night in this hotel and he manages to find a working phone line so speaking fluent German he gets on the phone line bluffs his way to the German high command and essentially prank calls them <laughs> To basically tell them, "Hey, we're coming." So the story, story's so like that it's, I mean, just of like the 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 brass ballsy things that some American soldiers did. It's it's by the same guy who wrote the book of Band of Brothers. Alrighty, I cannot say too many good things about that book. But it, when do I get to start nominating some books for this list? Because let me tell you, I got some great recommendations.
0: Well, email them to me and I'll add them to my uh ever growing hat of suggestions.
1: Yeah, any anything so we can we can take Harry Potter out of that hat <laughs> and and just replace it with anything else. Literally
0: anything I, else. I have removed Harry Potter from the list. Yay! Mainly Mainly because, Melee, because, because A, you don't like it.
1: It's not that I don't like it. It's that it's young adult fiction. I'm not a young adult. Hell, even when I was a young adult, I didn't read young adult fiction.
0: You're young at heart. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) To quote Stephen King, uh, I have the heart of a nine-year-old child, and I keep it in a jar on my desk.
0: Exactly. (laughs) That's what keeps me young. (laughs) Me, it's the blood of virgins.
1: But where do you find it these days? I... I mean, heck, you can't even be that sure at the like nerd conventions now, because <laughs> I've been to a lot of nerd conventions.
0: <laughs> Just look for the unicorns. <laughs>
1: oh my god, the unicorns.
0: And for there those was... of you who don't know, unicorns are a sign of purity. And normally, whenever there's a virgin around, there will be a unicorn,
1: oh my god probably twenty years ago, back when they still published the uh those little anthology magazines of short stories like Asimov magazine
0: yeah um,
1: they would have they had one and I f- forget what the title of it was, and there was a short story it was kind of like a modern day fantasy of like the the kid who's stuck in the world of. And, like, magic just happens around him. And he meets this princess, and they're going around. And wherever they go, this unicorn follows them. And everybody makes fun of him because if the unicorn's following him, it means he's a virgin. And then at the ver- after, towards the end of the story, he and the princess go off in the woods for a little bit. And it's not mentioned what happens. But when they come back towards the end, the kid's father points out, Hey, where'd the unicorn go?
0: <laughs> I remember you telling me this about god, 20 wish... years ago.
1: <laughs> oh god, I wish I could find that. I wish I could remember more of it to find that story.
0: Oh.
1: and and then let's see. After the next thing I have in my anthology or in my reading piles, I just got uh, from a Kickstarter I backed. It's a a collection of short stories entitled no shit there I was and it's all about like being at a bar and some guy telling that story that nobody's gonna believe
0: (laughs) man I was fighting a bear I I kid you not a bear
1: well no 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 the cover of the book is they're sitting at a bar talking and mounted like a mounted head above the bar is a tyrannosaurus (laughs) So I'm 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 interested to give it a read. Uh, I paid for it on Kickstarter, so damn it, I'm going to read it.
0: <laughs> well, at least uh, I can honestly tell you, Mein Kampf and Rise of Fall of the Third Reich will not be in the Nerd Book Club.
1: Oh yeah. Well, if we ever if we ever do, I got a really early printing of Mein Kampf.
0: Um, did I tell you? about what happened to me last year?
1: Yeah, yeah, we we told you this. You've told the story about the professor and the copy of Mein Kampf and you being Jewish and It wasn't a professor.
0: Stupid. It was a history teacher at uh, the school I work at. Yeah. <laughs> Puts it right on my desk, and I just look at it. Yeah.
1: I bought it for two bucks in an estate sale because I knew it was far more valuable than $2 with an eye towards reselling it.
0: I picked up Rise and Fall, of the Third Reich, and Dianetics for a quarter apiece.
1: The best estate sale find I had was a first edition, 23rd printing of Gone with the Wind. Ooh. So uh, the book was so wildly popular that in the first year it was published, they did, I want to say, almost 30 print runs of it. And this was unique because it, the timing of that print run was right around Christmas and there was a handwritten note in the front page of the book saying basically giving it as a Christmas gift to somebody. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a neat little piece. I mean, it wasn't worth a whole heck of a lot. I think it was worth maybe like 50 bucks. Um, but I mean, still, it was just neat to have.
0: All right, but yeah, any suggestions you have for the book club, email them to me or shoot me a message with them and I'll add them to the list and we'll see what comes up next month.
1: All right. what can do.
0: All right. So, uh, John, tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Uh, pretty much you can find me almost anywhere. Instagram... Uh, Twitter, although I don't use it too much, uh, at, uh, as, uh, John Patrick MCP, um, Steam, uh, uh Facebook, you can find me at John Patrick. Um, yeah, pretty much it, that, that's it.
0: All right. Well, John, thanks for coming on the Nerd Compendium Book Club yet again. It's always fun having you on and talking all sorts of books.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have... It's going to be hard to read the Dritz book and, like, filter out my 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 uh, prejudice with certain aspects of D&D.
0: <laughs> Especially <laughs> since this is all first and second edition.
1: Oh, man. It's a – there was a – in one of the D&D, there's a lot of, like – autobiographies of Gary Guy or biographies of Gary Gygax and kind of history books written on the subject of TSR and all that um, but it, when talking about the D&D books they mention they would mention how they would have to rewrite characters as the rules edition changed and create narrative reasons in the novels to reflect things like certain classes don't exist anymore. Certain people don't have these powers because the rules of D&D changed and now they've got to write it into the narrative of the novels. Oh, God. Could you imagine having to do that every time the rule edition changed?
0: Yeah, that's why I... Although I have a lot of the D&D books or Forgotten Realm books and all that, that is probably one of the reasons why I haven't really dug into them that much mm-hmm. just because of that reason.
1: Yeah. I want to, I got to listen to, I got to listen to the one that's narrated by ice
0: T. I I got it. Uh, that's, <laughs> it, it's actually a collection of like 10 different stories. Michael Chitlis did one. Will Wheaton did one. Um, uh, Felicia Day did one. Uh, uh, Ice T did one.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, with all the subscription services I subscribe to, I, I need to just start subscribing to Audible because I know a couple of years ago they did as a uh, they did a uh, a tribute to James Bond. So they added all the Ian Fleming books, but written, but read by like David Tennant, Michael Fossenbender, um, a couple other like really good people to have read'.: them.
0: Yeah, i I will say I am quite happy with my audible mm-hmm. um, subscription because I signed up for it back before there was a monthly charge. Oh, nice. So, I am grandfathered in, so I don't have a monthly charge, but I still get a free book a month.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm. uh my my most recent one was I, I plunked down the four bucks a month for a CISO. Um, as soon as I heard that that's where all the Monty Python episodes were on streaming, uh, so I I basically signed up to get Monty Python, and then come to find out, it's like, oh look. Every episode of Saturday Night Live that has ever aired.
0: Oh.
1: Um, it's not just Monty Python. It's all the old BBC shows. Are you being served? Faulty Towers. Um, uh, uh,
0: Doctor Who.
1: No, no, no. It's just comedy. Oh, uh, uh, Taste of Fry and Laurie. Uh, the the UK, the BBC version of The Office so all that stuff and then there's uh like Dan Harmon's Harmon Quest where he got um a couple of people together and they did a Pathfinder campaign and then had it all animated oh, god yeah that that's definitely worth checking out if you if you got a chance
0: i don't have so so but i do have something uh similar to it Piracy? Uh, no, Cody.
1: <laughs> just, just when it, whenever, I, whenever anybody asks, just tell them you're paying the iron price.
0: Yes, yes. All right, everybody, what'd you think? I mean, John gives a six. I give Hounded at least an eight, eight point five. But that's me, uh, because I'm quite partial to it being Irish myself, and. It it was an interesting look at the uh, druid mythos and the Irish uh, mythology that is tossed into the book. But still, you can't go wrong with it. Kevin Hearn is a great guy. Had him on the podcast. And if you're looking for a book that's urban fantasy, that's not a Dresden File-esque or a... um, uh what's another good urban fantasy? Well, overworld. Something that's along the lines of both of them, but totally different and a different aspect of magic. You gotta check out Hounded. It you will not be disappointed. And stay tuned next month. We are doing Homeland by R.A. Salvatore. The first book in the Dritz series. So Hopefully, you guys will listen to that. Um, again, if you're looking for any of these books and you want to pick them up to join in, feel free to go to podbros.com and click the Amazon link and use our link when you do your purchase. Whatever you purchase, a very small portion of it ends up coming back to us. You're not charged anything. Not extra. It is just an added bonus to your uh, purchase. That that small fraction comes back to us and it helps cover uh, studio costs, um, equipment maintenance, pretty much anything and everything. So, we do want to thank you for that. But, you know what? I think it's time to wrap up. So, um, I'm going to let my intern close this out. Well, not my intern, but he's helping me edit this. So, Josh, let's close this out. All right, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter at DaveTheNerd underscore TNC. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium, all one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to DaveNC.com and find everything there. Find everything on PodBros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel, just search Dave the Nerd, and I'll do like unboxings, and I might do like a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content And don't forget while you're on iTunes at Stitcher to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd.
1: overload, pleasure overload. Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.